As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Work. Warm it up. We're warm. We're warm. Maybe too warm. Maybe like. Well, maybe maybe I'm just too warm. That's what, what it is. I'm just too like a, warm. A degree little, or I'm going to turn it down yeah. just a little bit. All right. Not much. Cool. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. As always, David and I are going to sit here. We're going to break down the upcoming game against the Steelers and try not to focus too much on the Ravens game that was just such a disappointing show. But you know what? We're here to look forward. We're here to see what we think is going to happen in Pittsburgh in the early time slot on the East Coast. So make sure you guys are sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right. First of all, David, how you, how you doing today, man? Oh, man. Um, you know, we, we've let go of last week. Last week is in the rearview mirror, and we are we are looking forward, Jared, and it feels good. How about you? Yeah, you know what? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Uh, the, the only thing I have to say about last week is we have to learn from our mistakes, right? And I, and I think we're going to get into that a little bit later today, but specifically on the coaching side, we cannot not run four times uh, in the second half. That's yeah. that's got to be a that's got to be a fix, right? Absolutely. So, right. Mm-hmm. hey, as you guys know, we are Orange Weekly, your best source for Denver Broncos news, fans, brews, Broncos news. That's what we're here for. We are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, as you guys all by now know. And you know what, Pigskin Podcast Network, we are sponsored by DraftKings. David, how about you tell us what DraftKings has got for us here for Week Five? Absolutely, Jared. Well, you you guys know DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they have an incredible Week 5 offer for first-time customers. Uh, If a first-time customer bets $1 on any game this week, Jared, any game in Week 5. Any game, David? Just any game whatsoever, Jared. Um, And any team scores a point in that game, that better gets $100 in free bets. Now, now, I'm a history major, Jared. You know that. I, I graduated this year. And the yep, last, I do. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL, this is a little history lesson, 1943. That so, was a long time ago. Long time ago, guys. So this one's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I, I would expect points to be scored in every game this week. Uh, so, yeah, definitely worth checking that out, guys. Now, if a sports book is not available in your state yet, DraftKings not going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contests. Uh, DraftKings is also giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
So, Jared, what do they have to do? All right, this is what you got to do. Listen close, listen close. Head over to your app store, whatever app store you're using, and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Make sure you use that promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores that point. Again, that's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As always, if you're betting, you must be 21 years or older. This only applies to new customers and a minimum $5 deposit for that $1 rager is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And as always, if for some reason you feel like you have a gambling problem, you are calling 1-800-GAMBLER to take care of that. You know what, Dave? That's a that's a pretty good no-brainer. I like it. $100 in free bets. I know last week you took you took advantage of the week 4 bet, did you not? Oh yeah, I did. Absolutely. Yeah, they gave me I got I got some really nice uh some really nice uh what's the word I'm looking for? Got some nice play from DraftKings from taking taking advantage of that introductory offer. So yeah. uh yeah, I'm not going to not going to share with the listening audience exactly how much I made, uh but let's just say DraftKings they set you up with those introductory offers. It's going to be really nice Absolutely. for new customers. And, and if, if you're looking for a way to spend that $100, if you don't really know how sports betting works, head over to our sister podcast, also brought to you by Orange Weekly, Ragers. Go ahead and search Ragers in that, in that search bar and your podcast. We are bringing you... Denver Broncos sports bets from a Denver Bronco mentality. We are just trying to beat Vegas. Vegas just wants to make their money, and we want to make money, and I think we are doing a pretty good job of it. Last week was a little difficult with the injuries, and we didn't. We I think we only were one for four last week, but overall, we are 13 for five on the season, and I think that's very, very good. Uh, you're, we're making money, and we're not losing a lot, so head over to Ragers and, and subscribe. All right, let's, let's get to what we're here for, David. Absolutely. We are playing Pittsburgh in the early time slot, right? Uh, you know, we, we kind of broke the mold on the early time slot on the East Coast thing, I think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we kind of we kind of broke the, the the history there. However, I'm a little worried about it because we are – last time we got out there a little early, we're, we're getting there. We, we call it, you know, Hotel Gate, whatever we're calling this, uh, not being able to get the hotel booked on time if you want to read into it too much. Uh, we're we're going to get over there in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a struggling team right now. Uh, against some decent competition. They played the Raiders. They played Cincinnati, who are both playing decently well. Uh, how do we feel just in general, before we get into the breakdowns, Dave, how do we feel about this game in general uh, with, all, with all that being said? You know, it reminds me a lot of another team, uh, and that's a little team I like to call the Broncos. Um, <laughs> a, a team that has not kind of had, you know, as far as scheduling, the luck that Denver had, you know, facing three really bad opponents uh, the first three weeks of the season, uh, a team that is struggling with injuries on their offensive line, uh, a team with questions at the quarterback position, uh, questions that are not being answered. There seems to just be more questions as the week go on, weeks go on. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, a team that relies kind of on its defense to be its strength. So, yeah, I think there is – Definite parallels there with Denver. Um, Denver, like I said, lucky enough to draw three bad teams and good enough to take care of business against those three teams. Whereas, as you said, the early schedule for the Steelers has not been real real forgiving. Um, their only win coming against Buffalo in week one. And it's, you know, every week we remove ourselves from that game, it's a little bit more like, you know, was that just that week one? We don't really know what these teams are. Nothing really counts yet, kind of a game. 
Um, it's it's seeming more and more like that for the Steelers, Jared. So let's start on, um, you know, we start on our our side on the offense pretty reliably. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's start Broncos defense against Steelers offense today. Um, okay. Yeah. What what do you? Because I really want to get into Big Ben. What do you see yeah. out of him? Yeah. Right I, now. David, you know you you hit me on the heartstrings. You know I'm a quarterback guy. Absolutely. And and you know you know I love to analyze the quarterbacks and what they're doing. And this guy's old. That's old. that's probably that's probably the best. You know all the analytics, all the all the numbers and stats you can get, and it comes down to O L D. Um, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I spelled that right. So uh, he's a very so here, different, um, very different body type than Peyton Manning. But I think we've all seen what that decline looks like when your quarterback hits that age wall, right? Yeah, absolutely. The only the only person that's defying that is unfortunately Tom Brady, but right. he's a you know he's he's a a man above men. So uh, here's here's my thing. So against Buffalo, the the only game they won was Week One against Buffalo. He had the worst game possible. He threw fifty six percent, and the run game is really what got him through. He threw mm. one touchdown and no interceptions. That since then he played the Vegas Raiders, Cincinnati, and Green Bay. Has thrown at least one interception in each game. Only one touchdown each one. And has been throwing more than 40, 42 times in each game. Anytime he has to throw more than 40 times, he's losing games and throwing interceptions. So I I truly believe our defense with the secondary, whether it's a bend-don't-break mentality or whatever the case is, we get an interception this week. We get the pressure to Big Ben because of their struggles on the offensive line. And when we flip it, I'm going to say the same thing, unfortunately. But... Their struggles on the offensive line. We're going to get to Big Ben. We're going to get the sacks. We're going to make him make mistakes, and uh, we get a good pick. I really hope it's PS2. I really do. But um, I think Big Ben's just struggling too much to not take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. They've got to. They've got to figure out a way. Um, they weren't. There was no pressure we're speaking of on Lamar Jackson at all against the Ravens. I don't know if part of that was they were trying to keep their rushers from getting too far upfield to keep him from getting huge rushing lanes. Uh, I don't know if they just weren't effective against that offensive line. Uh, it's hard to say, but they've got to do better. They have got to win these matchups against the the Steelers. They've I, had. I, I do feel I do feel that the, the the real reason we didn't get to Lamar Jackson was because they were trying to they were trying to contain him, and they did a pretty good job. We I mean they they are the most prolific running offense in the league, and they had to run a play on you know, a, a garbage time at the end of the game to get to keep their their streak going. So we did a decent job stopping the run, right? Yeah. Um and and breaking news, na 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 Big Ben is not as athletic as Lamar Jackson. True. I do yeah. not think we have to worry about him taking off. We do not have to contain Big Ben. I think, you know, our, our two outside guys, uh Vaughn is going to have a heyday and just being just the fact that you have a clean open shot if you need to get into the pocket I, I, I think that's what's going to be, and, and you're right. We need that bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, uh, you know, the, there's matchups to be taken advantage of along that offensive line. Um, Kevin Dotson, their starting guard, is playing injured right now. Chuck Okafor, and I'm sorry to you, Chuck, but I'd rather shorten your name than mispronounce it. Uh, Chuck <laughs> Okafor, their right tackle, he's, he's coming off a concussion just like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Tri Turner has, has been ill, you know, they've got offensive line men missing time in practice and they're already starting, I believe a third or fourth round rookie in Dan Moore. 
at the left tackle position at this point. Yeah, fourth round. Yeah, so yeah, Malik Reed and Von Miller have got to get home this week. You know, Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones have got to get home this week. You know, you don't know if Ronald Darby's going to be back playing. It's sounding like maybe he will play, but he needs to kind of rotate in and out. You know, Pat Sertan, uh, leaving the game a little early with that chest injury last week, he's not really full go either right now. Uh, so he's a guy, you know, they're going to probably be rotating those guys in and out and have Kyle Fuller just playing that other side. So, you know, you, you think the secondary can hold up. Um, it sounds like James Washington is going to miss this game uh, for, for the Steelers, but you've still got Chase Claypool. You've still got Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, it is still, you know, wide receiver heaven out there in Pittsburgh. So you cannot count on the secondary to give an aging Big Ben or not you know, 3.5 seconds and still hold up. If the pass rush isn't getting there, old or not, he's going to find somebody to shot put the ball to, and they're going to make hay out of it. So, yeah, I like our matchups here, but you've got to press those advantages that you've got is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately it comes down to the trenches, and I think it's going to be on both sides of the ball. This game is going to come down to the trenches, and that's yeah. that's the easiest way that we could put down. That's why the over-under is super low uh, on the betting side. It's at 39. Super, super low for an NFL game. It's going to come down to the trenches. I think there's going to be a lot of stops, a lot of runs, and there's going to be a lot of sacks, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking pretty strongly about taking that under, to be honest with you right now. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Broncos' offense in a little bit, but it does seem like a low-scoring game. What do you think about the Raiders rushing game? Or I'm sorry, the Raiders, uh, the Steelers rushing game right now. Um, they've got Najee Harris, uh, you know, talented rookie. There was a lot of questions back and forth, a lot of debate back and forth whether uh, Harris or Javante Williams was the best running back in the draft. I think I know who Broncos fans would say <laughs> uh, for that, but. Um, yeah, who, what are you thinking, Jared? How are you feeling about this this rushing attack from the Steelers so far? So, I, you know what? I, I like the rushing attack. I like Najee Harris. I think he's a good running back, and I think he can make he can make plays if that's the case. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's going into a Denver Broncos defense who is absolutely annihilating the run game. They are absolutely stopping everybody they go up against. They're stopping the run game very, very well. Um, unfortunately last week that meant giving up a lot of yards in the past game, but we're stopping the run game. We're trusting our secondary We're you know, we're, we're loading the box. We're getting some, a couple small blitzes in and we're, we're trusting the secondary to do, do their job. And we're really trusting the front four to be able to stop the run. And I think that's exactly what's happening. I, you know, underestimated on the defensive side of this, Alexander Johnson is playing beyond belief right now i i really really love the way that he's playing he's filling holes he's getting in there he's got a lot of tackles i i just love the way alexander johnson's playing justin Chenard playing in the in the absence of josie jewel is getting in there filling holes i think we stop the run game here and we make ben rossberger again throw for another 42 to 50 times i think you're absolutely right and i i'm i'm glad that you brought up alexander johnson because yeah he has been an absolute beast uh, against the run specifically, he's got a run defense grade of 83.8 on uh, PFF. Um, it's it's really remarkable to see him just kind of produce year after year. Ju- Josie Jewell or no Josie Jewell next to him. Um, he's going out there and doing it. I think he's going to be meeting Najee Harris in the hole quite a bit. Um, yeah, this Sunday. And I'll tell you that the Steelers only have 225 rushing yards 
on the entire season. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, uh, through five games or four games, you know, not a, what you expect of the Steelers. Uh, you really do think of the Steelers and think of them as a team that uh, likes to ground, ground and pound, likes to be effective doing it. But, you know, it starts with those offensive line struggles, and we talked about it already. I just they haven't gotten any traction there and it's taken away I think a lot from what they want to do what identity they want to have on that side of the ball all their first first games like while while you look at them and the scoreboards they haven't been shootouts but again he's thrown for 45 to 50 times per game 23 16 26 17 24 10 27 7 they have not scored more than 17 points yet this year well and I'll tell you um that you know the the Bengals game and I've watched a little bit of that Raiders game too they were behind. Um, they were, you know, it was never particularly threatening, especially right. in the Bengals game. They were never really in that game from start to finish. Um, so, you know, it was always really them playing from a place of we're behind and we don't have the offense capable of playing from behind right now. And it's another, honestly, it's kind of another similarity I see with the Broncos. Um, they just, you know, especially with our skill position injuries right now, we're not a team that's well equipped to play from behind. We saw it last week. So I think a fast start is going to be kind of crucial for Denver here. Um, and, you know, keeping the Steelers down as long as possible out of the end zone and shut out as long as possible, I think is going to be crucial for the Denver offense. Um, tight end. That's, I think a, that's a last. big. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that's a big that's a big point right They're They're yeah. struggling in the pass game. Yeah. And they're succeeding in the run game. They're, they're success. Like Najee Harris is actually running the ball pretty well, but they're doing the same thing that if you would have taken the last game and you keep comparing us to them and, and, and I get it. I really do. That last game against the Ravens, we were the Pittsburgh Steelers it, to a T for all their games. So far, we got down. We decided to abandon the run game for no reason, even though our running backs were getting 6.9 yards per carry. And we're letting somebody who should not be throwing the ball more than 30 times throw the ball, which would have been 30 times if he would have been in the whole game. Right. I it's And it's unfortunate. And that's that's why, like you said, we need to get out to a strong start. And if we don't, if we don't, if they get out to the strong start, now they're, they're we're playing into their offensive uh, strength where mm-hmm. they're just going to run the ball with Najee Harris the whole day and run the clock out. Absolutely. And we need to be on the other side and running the ball out with uh, like we did the first three games where we got out to a strong start and just just ran the ball um, and through that. And and David, I do want to say this. Yeah. I, I I don't know how to say this eloquently, so I'm okay. going to try. All right. I'm going to try. Do your best. The first three games, there was a lot of people on the social medias. Mm. Specifically, MySpace and our um, our uh, OnlyFans. That we're saying our offense is not creative enough. We need to throw the ball more. Why are we not trying harder after we're up by so many points? I saw that on the WordPress blog too, yeah. Yes, yes. Now, recently, as of this week, we're hearing from those same people, why are we not running the ball more? Why are we throwing it so much? I just I feel like Broncos country can't be satisfied. I, I, I agree. Right now, with that side of it, I, I was super on the side of, you know what, run the ball if we're up by a lot of points. I'm super on the side right now. I've always been a defender of Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer, and you know it, David. I've always been like, hey, Pat Shermer knows what he's doing. What the fuck, Pat Shermer? <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. 6.9 yards, dude. Yeah. I Listen, I understand, and I think 
and I hope that we are. Uh, and this is this is the only thing I can think. This is this is literally the only thing I can think is that with your two starting guards out, they felt more comfortable with pass protection than run than run sets, especially with the third round rookie miners in there. I don't know how that explanation squares with reality um as just you know a non-coach a non-guy in that arena i don't know if that's a a possibility again from the coaching mindset normally the younger coaches and younger offensive coaches and and you know what again from the high school position i've been guilty of this if you go down by more than two scores or two scores or more whatever it is you go down by 10 14 18 20 whatever it is in the second half, you want to try to get points back to get momentum. So your thought process is the big play is over the air. So you try to throw, and then you you incomplete on first down. Well, now you got a second long. Okay, are you going to run it on second long when you're trying to get that big play? So now next thing you know, you're throwing again, and then you're throwing again, and then you're throwing again. And next thing you know, you, you run four times in the second half. But he, Pat Shermer is not a young high school football offensive coordinator, yeah. right? Like he's not what he should know. You know what? I'm 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 on a soapbox right now, and I'm going to yeah. try to calm down. I'm going to try to step down, and we're going to talk about the next game, right, Dave? That's what we're here for. That's right. That's right. We're 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 okay. getting a little bit. Yeah, we're we're Sorry. getting in a little a little bit in the weeds here. I got um, I got a little I got a little uh, little intense. I'm, I, I apologize. I, I let you because to be honest with you, I did stop listening for a minute there. Um, <laughs> but now we're back, and um, I do want to talk about these Steelers tight ends just a little bit. You've got Pat okay. Fryermuth. Uh, he's the rookie from Notre Dame, I believe. Um, you've also got Eric Ebron in there, uh, you know, the guy who used, who was that super athletic tight end prospect, who just never panned out in, in Detroit. Um, do you see those as potential matchup problems, or do you think this is a week where that tight end's not going to be a big, big weapon to be used against us? No, I, I still think we have some of the best, some of the best coverage in Kareem Jackson and, and Bryce Callahan on the, on the slot slash, uh, the, the unfortunate thing is they don't really have, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously is an issue. Uh, Deontay Johnson's not been having a terrible year this year. He's their leader in receiving yards right now is Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Chase Claypool again, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been successful. So I, I think what's going to happen is those tight ends might be getting a couple catches, but it's, it, they're going to be stopped. They're going to be met with contact as they're getting the catches. If that's the case, I don't think that they're going to have a huge, I think the matchup against our either, either, you know, uh, Kareem Jackson or uh, um, probably Justin Stranod or maybe yeah, maybe maybe Justin Stranod or Alex to Alexander Johnson. We've been doing actually a pretty good job. I'll be honest. I've been watching the games and I'm trying to see who's matched up on the tight ends. A lot of times it's not those uh, those linebackers. We're doing a pretty good job of keeping those linebackers off, which I kind of I kind of appreciate. Um, you know, Bryce Callahan. You've seen Bryce Callahan or or uh, Kareem Jackson coming down. To be able to to watch the the linebackers again, I, I love our defense. I love the way that, that it kind of sets up and, and matches strength on strength. Um, I think Cream Jackson lined up against one of those tight ends. That might be the interception. Interesting. Okay. All right. Very good. Um. All right. I think we've covered everything on that side of the ball. Let's let's do the old flipperoo. Let's switch it around here. Um. You know, we got mixed injury news on the offensive front for the Broncos this week. So um, every position that you can think of has an injury issue. Literally every position I was looking at today, wide receiver, right? So you have Cortland Sutton, 
uh, with a twisted ankle. Looks like he's probably going to be good to go. I think it was a minor twist ankle, right, David? So that's what it sounds like. Yes, he's, he's okay. looking like he's going to be be playing for sure. Okay, yeah. tight end Albert O's ruled out. Yep, hamstring. He's injury. out. He's he's out. Uh, offensive line. We are still playing with the who's going to be our starting guards. You know, uh, the other thing I hate too, David, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, I I hate when we kind of pair them. You know, Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow's their their injuries are completely different, and they, we right. keep going like they're both listed as questionable. Like that's that's not fair. Dalton Reisner is a lot more likely to play than Graham Glasgow. I'd like to see them both back. I would, but you know, if Graham if if Dalton Reisner's in there and we have uh, Muti on on the other side, I'm not super upset with that lineup. Yeah. Now that's where I think the the Steelers have the most advantage um, is their defense versus our offensive line. And you're right. It would be really nice to have Glasgow and uh, Reisner back. It does sound like we are going to get one of the two, at least probably both. Um, but, you know, with Cam Hayward in there for the Steelers, one of the better uh, – Stefan Tewitt, one of the better duos, excuse me, on the interior defensive line in the entire league. So it's – yeah, it's another one where it's not an easy easy draw. And then, of course, on the outside, T.J. Watt. Uh, and you know he's he's filling up the stat sheet every single week. Um, it's not the kind of dynamic Steelers defense maybe that it was last year, but it is still a very very good Steelers defense, and it starts with them up front. They've got to be able to protect Teddy Bridgewater better than they were were last week. Um, you know, I don't know how much blitzing the Steelers do anymore. Um, you know, you remember those old Dick LeBeau defenses being known <laughs> for that. Um, and of course, he's not there anymore. Uh, but even if they're not blitzing, even if they're just rushing for, you know, I have faith in the Steelers to get pressure against this offensive line at least some of the time. So they've got to be able to adjust better to protect better. Um, I Not come out in 11 personnel just so often with three wide receivers you've got to come out there with two or three tight end sets and that's, you know, it's going to be two tight end sets because you don't have Albert this week. Right. Um, but yeah, you've got to see more Eric Saubert and Noah Fant out there, you know, cause you don't have three wide receivers to put out there hardly. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Pat Shermer, these three wide receiver sets where you're just passing out of the shotgun, you, you got to do something else. You, you got to try something else. You got to, this isn't going to be that game for you guys. You, you've got to be handing the ball off a lot. You've got to be getting the ball out quickly. Teddy can do those things. Teddy can excel at those things. Yep. Especially with him coming off the concussion protocol and you're like, you're, you're hoping he's 100%, but he can't be, I mean, really 100%. So, yeah, you've got to be making that that life on your offense easier by just taking what the defense gives you because I think they will give you that that run game again. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, you know what, you led straight into it. TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram, uh, uh, Cameron Melvin Hayward. Ingram, too. Melvin Ingram looks great there. Yeah, Melvin Ingram's, like, look, all those guys are pass rushers, mm-hmm. right? Those guys are pass rushers. They're not run blockers. They're not run tacklers. Yeah. And that's what that's where our strength can be if we can get the run going. If, if we could get Javante Williams to break two, one or two tackles, he doesn't have to break nine like he did against the Ravens. He could break one or two tackles and get into the secondary. He's gone. And, and you know, Melvin Gordon has been underrated. We, we've been kind of giving him a lot of crap because, you know, you watch Javante Williams and he's like basically Superman out there. But both those guys, we have to have to give them the ball because their strength is the pass rush. Our uh, weakness is the pass uh, block. So yep. we have to we have to know that, and we have to run the ball. We have to get uh, 
get success along that lines. Now, I will say that I do think our wide receivers, all things considered, if if we could get the pass block for you know a couple seconds, our receivers match up very very well against their secondary. Yeah, well, and that's I mean it's so you've got Sutton on that rolled ankle. Sounds like it's just a minor sprain and he's going to be good to go, like we talked about. But then you've got Tim Patrick, you've got David Moore, who you know has been with the team for a week and a half. Um, you know, it would not surprise me if we saw a guy like Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams be active off the practice squad this week. Um, you know, they've so far seen enough out of Kendall Hinton to be, you know, keeping him on the field uh, as opposed to, you know, having one of those guys, one of those younger guys play. But it's going to be them and Noah Fant, and it's going to be up to them. You know, hopefully we see more get involved a little bit in the offense this week. Uh, hopefully he's acclimated enough. Hopefully he's had a you know strong enough week of practice that they can count on him a little bit. Uh, but you're right, Jared. The, the, it starts with this run game. You know, we, we've, we don't give Melvin Gordon that credit, like you said, but he's been cons- a consistent producer all season long. And, and I, I don't want to just keep hammering this point because it doesn't, you know, we can say it until we're blue in the face, but it, it's not going to affect what happens on Sunday. You just really hope that they run, you know, 30, 35 times this game and they only have to pass 20 or 25 times. And, you know, I think that's a really winning formula for the Denver Broncos this week. If they can do that, yeah. then I think they've, they've come out of this game with a win. Absolutely. You know, normally I love, you know, how I, lo- I love the 60 40 of the pass. Mm-hmm. I think that's a recipe for it's the game 90% now. teams. And that's, yeah, that's the yeah, game now. The game. And I think that's a recipe for winning 90% of time. I think it's 60 40 of the run this week. And that's what it really has I to hope. come down to. Just based on based on strength versus weakness, uh, that's where it's going. So remember, the other thing we have to think about is uh, the Devin Bush, uh, you know, I was I was on the Devin Bush train and we traded back what was it to that last two years ago last year? Yeah. yeah. Two years ago. Two years we ago. traded back. We had the position to get Devin Bush. We traded back with the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. for them to come up to get Devin Bush. We traded back and end up with Noah Fant. I I I'm gonna sit here, they're both starters. I'm gonna sit here and say we won that deal. Uh but you know what? Ultimately I like that matchup. I want to see that one on one. I think that's kind of cool uh to watch as we're as we're watching this game. Yeah. One thing, a note from earlier. Other side of the ball, I made one mistake. Stefan Tuitt, uh, I believe, is on injured reserve for the uh, Steelers, so he will not be playing in this game. Uh, Perfect. Just, just oh, another that person that we didn't mention on the defensive side, Cameron Sutton, their number one uh, corner, is mm-hmm. also on injured reserve, right? So now we're talking about their their top corner or their second whatever corner, mm-hmm. if you want to call him that. Joe Hayden's probably their top corner. He's getting yeah. kind of up there, though. And Out- that's, Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick as the names in those secondary now, along with Terrell Edmonds, who's, you know, their strong safety. Um, but, you know, Fitzpatrick has not played well this year. Um, I don't know what what's going on with him. He was, you know, one of the top five safeties in the league last year. But it's been pretty rough struggle for him this year getting getting any traction. Um, so you're right, Jared. That secondary, there's, there's room to take advantage there. Je- De- Devin Bush, Joe Schobert. Um, was I thought like a really good off season acquisition for them, like very late in the off season quiet trade that I think made a lot of sense for them. But you're and he's you know a tackle machine. But you're right, Devin Bush, that that guy who they thought was going to be, you know, I remember I remember the conversation between being between him and Devin White as you know one A and one B, mm-hmm. the linebackers that year. Uh, and we've seen the kind of you know freakish athleticism displayed by Devin White down in Tampa that 
they have not seen out of Devin Bush. And I don't know if it was maybe that injury in his rookie season that he just did not come back with that same flash, that same athleticism. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's not been quite what they expected so far. Uh, I think it, it presents matchup availabilities. Um, you know, if, if Noah Fant can get matched up on Devin Bush, uh, that might be a matchup win for the Broncos. But you've got to, you know, that's something you've got to seek out. I especially like the fit, as we were talking about, with those inside linebackers against our running backs. Um, I, you know, I think if we've got our starting guards in there, we're going to be able to get to the second level and seal off those linebackers pretty reliably. Um, it's it's matchups you can win across the board here for Denver. They've just got to be smart and play within themselves and not try to be a different team than they are. Yep. No, absolutely. I, I, you know, going back to it, strength versus weakness. Yeah. What's what's our strength? What's their weakness? That's how we got to play this game. Uh, and that's what I'm going to be watching for. And I think I think you mentioned it right at the beginning, man. I think you hit it right on the spot. It's going to come out to who starts out faster, because both teams are struggling playing down, and yeah. um, that that's really what's going to who starts faster. And David, is this the year? Is this the week that we break our uh, first drive scoring streak? Oof, man, I sure <laughs> like it to be. I'd sure like it to be. It doesn't get any easier from here either. So. Like if it's not this week, it ain't gonna be next week. Um, yeah, but uh, show me. Go ahead and show me, Broncos. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, next, uh, so we did offense, we did defense. Let's talk about special teams. Do we have? To? Let's look. I, I I honestly only bring it up to make everybody sigh and go. Why are we talking about this? No, no. Um, you know what? Our special teams last week wasn't terrible. I'll say that. I'll say that, that our special teams it looks like it's starting to get a little bit of ground going. Um, but I swear, if if that's that's the thing is that if, if there's a special teams blunder in this game and it's what well, the thing that turns the tide, something's got to be done, right? Uh, kick it out of the back, the end zone. Uh, kick it out of bounds. Give it to them on the thirty-five. I don't care. Like just do something better um, on on special teams. That's that's all I got to say about that. I don't know. I don't know because I just can't go on another week of uh, of just pretending that they don't know what's going on. Of of we're trying to fix it. We're we're doing everything we can, but you're not doing everything you can. You won't even acknowledge even acknowledge that it's a possibility that coaching could be one of your issues. I uh, all right. Not, <laughs> I can't. I can't. My nose is going to start bleeding, and I'm just going to pass out. So let's just leave it at that and say, I hope you're right, and I hope they are rounding into form, and I hope that we don't have any catastrophes this week. Yes, that's all. I think I think I think they're turning. I think they're turning a tide. And again, as long as there's not any huge, you know, game momentum changing stuff that we've seen in the past, um, I think I think we'll be okay. Um, okay, let's talk about score predictions, Dave. What, what do you got for a score prediction? What do you think that this is uh, going to turn into? Low-scoring game. Um, if I'm laying any money on the over-under this week, it's going to be the under. Um, I'm thinking something like 17-10 Broncos, 17-13, very possible. Okay. Yeah, I do um, think the Broncos win this one, but it's not going to be a pretty affair for anybody. Yeah. I, I'm going to caveat my score prediction on Teddy Bridgewater being our starting quarterback the entire game. Ah. So. I want to I want to caveat that the fact that he went out. Look, look at, at halftime we we go in 
and we've done a pretty decent job at halftime making adjustments on offense to be able to come out and make the difference in the second half. I think that if we would have had Teddy Bridgewater in the second half, that would have been a different game. I do believe, honestly, in my heart of hearts, I believe that. If Teddy Bridgewater plays this whole game, if he starts and he plays this whole game, I think we score over 20 points. And I think it's a 23-7, 23-10 game. Um, again, under the 39 points overall. But I think it's a 23-10 game. If we come out fast, we come out strong, we score the first score, get a couple big stops on defense, uh, and then run the ball, I think this is a 23-10 game. I think Javante Williams scores a, a game, uh, scores a touchdown. I think our defense gets an interception, and that might be one of our uh, our, t- our uh, touchdowns as well. Mm. And uh, we we hand hand this game uh, to ourselves because that's that's what I think we need to do. We need to uh, take take control of what we have in front of us. And right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not playing well, and we need to take advantage of it. Take what we're being given. Don't try to do more than that. It's it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts on this game. Um, we're three and one. They're one and three. They've had a tougher schedule. I will say that they've had a pretty decently tough schedule. However, we're we're both coming off of losses. They've had three losses in a row. We need this game. We need this game. It really comes down to who wants it more. And I, I think the Broncos are embarrassed losing at home. Uh, and we're going to go out and play very, very well on the East Coast in an early time slot. Yeah. Um, we don't have very many more early time slot games left. So we, we got to go out there and, and make a point that we could, again, win on the East Coast in the early time slot. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had three road games already this season after this game. Um, and we've won two of them so far. Um, we could be 3-0 and on the road after this game. And, you know, we can talk about the other hurdles to a playoff berth or not, but, you know, having those games at home and having those road wins, you know, having those road wins on your column and having those home games still left on your schedule later in the season is going to be big. Um, you know, the, the AFC race is going to come down to – you know, that last couple of weeks for those wild card spots. There's a third one now. It's going to be a mad scramble at the end. Having every advantage you can get is going to be crucial. Uh, So I know I'm looking a little bit far ahead when I talk about that. But, you know, just as far as that playoff picture, it's something to think about. And you're right. Outside of that, not, you know, totally discounting any playoff implications whatsoever. The Broncos need this game. They need this win badly. Um just, well, you know, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt your final thoughts, but the other thing too is the national media attention, sure. right? The national the national media is saying we are not a competitor, we right. are not a team to be even worried about. We beat a three of the top five bottom teams, um, yeah. and yeah, we and lost. We lost to a playoff worthy, you know, Ravens team, and yeah. we we look we look like we are pretenders right, right. now. And if right. we come out and handed, like hand them a loss, like well done like if we can if we can absolutely destroy these guys then then it's, it brings us back in the conversation being four and one but if yeah. we lose to these guys we are back to being the bottom 15 team in this league yeah absolutely and and that's honestly it's hard to say the broncos don't deserve to be in that conversation if they do lose this game because you know you look at the roster top to bottom and you've got a better team there you know the injuries are what they are but still you should go in there, you should b- take care of business, and you should beat them. Um, 
they've got to do it though. And, you know, can Teddy be that quarterback that bounces back, you know, both from injury and a bad loss? That's it's, it's such, it's early in the season, but it's a really crucial test for a lot of key parts of this Broncos team. I'm really anxious to see how they respond. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I don't think we got too much more to say, huh, David? No, no. There's only two words that come to mind when I, when I think of last, last, last thoughts. And those well, two words are. Oh, real oh, quick, before we yes. before we say our two words, yes, I got to make our plugs. Oh. All right, make sure you guys are following Ragers. Make sure you're following our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our YouTube, our OnlyFans, and our MySpace. And make sure you guys are going over and uh, subscribing. Hit five stars on this. If you're listening this far into the podcast and listen to my rambling enough, please hit five stars and make sure that you guys are um, commenting and making your post on this. It really helps us out. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for everything. And now back to you, David. What are our last two words to end the show? As always, go Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.